Blog Talk Radio. Well, there we go. So, so everybody, um, welcome back to the show. Um, as you know, I, I dedicate a lot of my shows to uh, mental health awareness, and um, I call it Spotlight on Mental Health. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, and do a couple things today. Number one, I do want to announce, so on the business side of things, I do want to announce americasbestbrews.com. Um, and this is a new, a new concept. It's uh, me and my business partner, my cousin Gary, which a lot of you know. I'm going to be doing that with him. And also, um, also on on a sadder note, um, if if you will, um, I do want to I do want to talk about. I'm 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 going to have part of the show be what I call a spotlight on Americans with disabilities, um, in honor of my uncle Gerard Plant from East Utica, New York. Uncle Gerard was my mentor my hero in in many ways. Um, He was um, what we call disabled, but we here on the show, in honor of Uncle Gerard, don't say disabled. Um, It's not disabled, it's otherwise abled. And and I'll get into that a little more here. I do want to announce, like I said, americasbestbrews.com. We've interviewed some folks at the Genesee Brewery in Rochester, New York, one of the largest and oldest breweries uh, in the state of New York and in the country. So that's fun. That's going to be fun times. We're going to do that. I'm going to dedicate a portion of the proceeds. That is a, a profitable venture. I'm going to I'm going to um, dedicate a portion of those proceeds as we as we fund this show here on Block Talk Radio. I'm going to call it Otherwise Abled um, by my uncle Gerard Plant. Once again, uh, he passed recently. He beat all the odds, though. God bless his soul. I'm going to try not to. Um, I'm going to try not to break up here, but um, I will have probably moments where um, where I uh, I just kind of pause. Um, but so 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 what happens is this. So so we have um, every March the National Association Council on Developmental Disabilities (NACDD) and its partners collaborate to lead Developmental Disability Awareness Month. We're going to use that. That's going to be our cause as well as. As some of you know, on July 26, 1990, I was still in the Navy, President George H.W. Bush signed the Americans with Disabilities Act into law. Each July, we celebrate the Disability Pride Month in commemoration of this historic moment. So we do that, and um, also, I'm, I officially am hereby dedicating this show to, and, and like I said, we've done a lot of, uh, of mental health awareness stuff. I'm trying to break the stigmas of mental health um in a, in a, in a sense that um you know pe- people think that they, but again they they say they use the word disability disabled is dis is 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 not able but in reality people with disabilities you call them um we're going to call them otherwise abled in honor of my uncle Gerard Plant um who passed recently um he beat all the odds of prognosticators and doctors and people said that he would never make it to see even my age or see the age of 50 he um he he broke that whole thing up and he lived to be 63 years old when he passed <clears throat> when he passed <laughs> uncle gerard was injured in a bicycle accident <clears throat> While I was in a body cast, not able to walk, which, are you kidding me? So um, I had a tumor removed, and I was in a body cast from the waist down. While Uncle Gerard was injured, I'll never forget that phone call. 
My Uncle Gerard was a quadriplegic for most of his life. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he never did walk again. But as he would tell you, <laughs> he was not disabled. He was otherwise able. And um, he was a, a genius. He was a journalist and, and um, truly, truly was a hero <clears throat> of the entire family. But once again, he was not disabled. He was <laughs> utterly able, is what he would say. <clears throat> Excuse me. I believe truly he was empowered through the grace of God with a caring, tender, caretaker family, in quotes, <clears throat> over there at 1142 Hilton Avenue in the little city of Utica, New York, in a largely Italian neighborhood called East Utica, where we had um, a lot of friends. <clears throat> and uh, he had a lot of friends. He earned the respect and love of <laughs> Me, of the entire community, the city, and later he moved to Boston, where he continued to make waves. <clears throat> My spotlight on mental health is evolving to be the spotlight on disabilities, again, otherwise able, not disabled. <laughs> <clears throat> so we're focusing that on, uh, on this month. I'm launching that right now. I am doing it with a business venture because I'm always doing business ventures, and, and we have another one, and like I say, we call it um, AmericasBestBrews.com, and we're dedicating this <clears throat> profitable venture um, to Uncle Gerard. Um, so so when we were at his, his eulogy at his funeral, um, I, I love the priest did a wonderful job. Um, I'll put his name on this as well. I forget father's name, but he did a wonderful job. But here's the thing, and, and, my, and by the way, my sister Sherry and, um, you know, his niece, my sister, and my Aunt Therese, his um, youngest uh, youngest uh, sister, sibling, they did a great job. The only thing that, that the priest missed was just one thing. He said, and I quote, he's going to look back at his wheelchair. He's going to walk through the pearly gates. And look back at his wheelchair and probably have a bit of a thank you um the wheelchair no 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 i disagree i disagree father with all due respect i believe that uncle gerard is going to wheel himself through those pearly gates <laughs> like he wheeled himself through life through college um excuse me i'm sniffling i'm <clears throat> just tearing up a little bit here but he's going to wheel himself through those pearly gates you're not going to stand up he didn't need to stand up. He never needed to stand up. That's the whole point. The whole point of his life is he did not need to stand up. He did not need the use of his hands. He did not need the use of his legs to be a success. He wasn't a wealthy man or a rich man. He relied on the help of others most of his life. But he was rich in his heart. He was rich with his soul. And people say that, they kind of, you know, a lot of people give, like, you know, words to things, but to, but, but truly, truly and honestly, if you pull his life apart one piece at a time, what you see is a man who was truly not disabled. The Lord blessed him with so many otherly able talents. On that fateful day when he was injured, that he's not walking through those pearly gates. He did not need to walk. He is wheeling his butt <laughs> through those gates. 
he's wheeling himself through those gates and he's got his mouth thick and he's using his head to type like a bat out of you nowhere and he's typing with his mouth thick and and he's having me <laughs> he's having me <clears throat> he's having me tar his driveway <laughs> about unfair labor laws, child labor. He's having me, excuse me, he's having me tar his driveway and play and have a good time and entertain me and watch Johnny Carson with me when Grandma Winnie's yelling at us because Johnny Carson's evil. <laughs> How do you get that? I don't know. The Grandma Winnie was the best, too. And, and me and him, <laughs> me and Uncle Gerard had some fun with Grandma Winnie, his mom. Um, but always respectfully. <laughs> uh, but I I am absolutely hereby dedicating this this radio show to one of my business stuff. I always have my business stuff. You know, guys got to make a few bucks. But here's the thing: Uncle Gerard knew how to make a few bucks. He went to college. I kind of we kind of kidded with him a little bit. And saying, like, you know what? He's like, <laughs> sure, you're going through college. Somebody else is paying for that. And he, he would laugh. We would laugh. We had a lot of what would be considered inappropriate moments when it comes to his his injury. And, and it, was just like, it was just like Uncle Gerard would just be like, just laugh it out, you know? Let's have fun with this. And he did. He really did. Even though he was quadriplegic. And, you know, people, so many times. A couple of things that were that we found humorous that Uncle Gerard would joke about. Uh, so many times people would look at him and say, "Aw," like like, <laughs> like feeling sorry for him, right? And he would go, "No, not aw." <laughs> he would tell them, <laughs> he would tell them, "No, it's not aw." He goes, "I'm doing fine, thank you very much," but it was like a stigma that we have to break. The stigma was because he was physically challenged that he also had had mental <laughs> mentally challenged and it, it couldn't be it could not have been further from the truth. Uncle Gerard was a strong mind and a very intelligent guy and um um i you know I wish I could be half the man he was and he was a wonderful guy he was strong he's still in his wheelchair. Father, <laughs> with all due respect, Father, he's still in his wheelchair, and um, he's using it, and he's using his mouth, <laughs> which we joked about. Before the whole speech-to-text thing, he had a mouth stick, <laughs> and the mouth stick, like, I'm a, I never saw someone type so fast, literally using his head and a mouth stick to type on the keyboard, and um, we actually... Um, we actually, one of the things we did was with the mouth stick was we actually had it, um, it was formed to his mouth and his teeth, and it was like something you would heat up. We heated it up, I think, I'm, if I'm recalling this correctly. Um, I believe we heated that thing up, and he bit into it, <laughs> which was also something we joked about. He bit into it, and, like, it formed to his mouth and his teeth because if you think about it, if you can imagine typing like a lot of people do the the two finger typing thing but but imagine typing with one finger <laughs> and that 
and that finger's coming out of your mouth. You're literally moving your head back and forth, back and forth. Now, now imagine the irony of somebody with a neck injury. C2, I think, was his, uh, where his injury was. But yet, his entire life, after the injury, revolved around this mouth stick, which he used with his neck. <laughs> back and forth, he's typing with this mouth stick. And um, it's it's just really, truly incredible. Uh, his notes, turns out, one of his um, teachers, also uh, my sister earned her journalism degree, and it turns out that she had a teacher who <clears throat> one second. <laughs> he had a <clears throat> my sister had a professor who my uncle Gerard had. And he, he had the same so so my sister and my uncle shared the same professor and this professor apparently <clears throat> would tell the story. Hold on one moment, please. Apparently this professor would tell the story about this young red-headed guy. <laughs> Everybody knew him as the red-headed guy. Remember what I said earlier, we were in a, a generally Italian neighborhood in East Utica, New York. And so the red-headed kids stuck out like sore thumbs. <laughs> oh, it's just fantastic. But, um, um, so it turns out my sister and <laughs> had a uh, uh, professor who was also Uncle Gerard's professor, and uh, and she said that he told a story about this redheaded kid in the wheelchair. <laughs> Everybody knew him like that. It's nothing rude, trust me. <laughs> but they knew him like that, and so he told this story very very nicely. He wasn't he wasn't being rude about it at, at all, but um. I'd like to get him on the show, but apparently he told a story about this young man in a wheelchair who was so dedicated and so ready to get his journalism degree and go change the world, right? And my sister said that she asked the professor, she raised her hand and said, was his name Gerard Plant? <laughs> An amazing story. He said, yes, how did you know that? He goes, that's my uncle. <laughs> Here she is in the class. <laughs> He's in the class. With the professor who was telling a story about a young journalist who was a quadriplegic. Of course, you got to get the red hair in there. <laughs> Not the same story without the red hair. <laughs> the red-haired kid <laughs> who was um, in journalism school and... I'm so amazed this professor that he continued to tell the story about Uncle Gerard Plant. And um, it's, uh, it's a small world um, for, for sure. And it's even a smaller, what we call the Mohawk Valley over there in Utica, New York. It's, um, but, but it's not that small. I mean, you have 50,000, 60,000 people. What are the odds you're going to run into a professor and you're taking journalism school and this professor is telling a story about <laughs> about your uncle. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. And it's not an accident. People, please understand something that I'm trying to tell today. Something that I'm trying to um, portray. There's no accident. 
This is not an accident. You can call it God. You can call it the universe. You can call it whatever you want, but it's not an accident. Statistically, this cannot happen um, unless, of course, you're following in the shoes of your of your uncle who has just um, inspired everybody. Uncle Gerard inspired everybody. Uncle Gerard, I wanted him to maybe be a part of the this America's Best Brews. Uncle Gerard would enjoy a brew from time to time. Um, <laughs> there was times when <laughs> there was times when me and one of my cousins from Vermont, or several—I don't know—I don't remember this that well. I had a, a brain-changing medical issue not too long ago, but um, I'm trying to remember the whole story. But <laughs> he took us down <laughs> down to the bar where my grandfather, um, Papa Roy, who died before he reached my age, which is a little scary. Um, his dad, Uncle Gerard's dad, Papa Roy, um, let's just say spent a little bit of time down at the local pub. <laughs> and it was called Elephant. And um, Grandpa Roy would stop there after work, knock back a couple of brewskis. So we went, <laughs> Gerard was, Uncle Gerard was underage. I was underage. All of us were underage, and we just literally hanging out at this bar where Papa Roy would go and have his um, after-work brews, right? So the whole America, America's Best Brews dot com is what I'm doing, and it's it's almost uh, it's like you know I went into the, the Genesee uh, Brewing Company. Actually, it's Genesee Brew House. Um, I think they call it. Cataract Street over in Rochester, New York. And I went in there and you know what? The the brew houses, the breweries, it's incredible how just historical um everything from the you look at the Clydesdales for Budweiser, like all these brew houses had had the horses that pull that pulled the cart that delivered the beer to the saloons or whatever they called them back then. It's really Americana. It it truly is Americana. And Uncle Gerard would appreciate this more than anybody. If he had been there with me that day, we 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 went into the Genesee Brewery, again, one of the oldest and most historic breweries in the country. They make Genesee beer. And, and we just, I was in awe. I was looking out over the falls in Rochester. They have um, the uh, um, oh my gosh, I think it's the Genesee River, but it but it looks out over what's called High Falls, and it's literally like a waterfall. <laughs> like it's not as big as the Niagara Falls, but it's literally a waterfall in the middle of the city, which you can see from from the brew house, and. Um, it's just so amazing, and all the stuff they have in there is historic. I mean, you if you ever have a chance, you're in upstate New York. Um, visit the brew houses. You, you're gonna you're gonna see more history in the brew houses than even some of the some of the museums. But it's kind of Americana. It's like that slice of pie. It's like the whole thing. Um, but it's like I say, it's it's americasbestbrews.com. We're going to be up and down the throughway in New York. We're going to be up and down the East Coast, all the way down to, all the way over to Oklahoma. That we're working on on so many broadcasts. And oh, hold on, let me see here. 
I almost lost my feed. All right, I have nine minutes and 40 seconds. So we're going to um, get back to the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, and some of the stories about Uncle Gerard are just incredible. We're going to try to get some uh, some people, people who he knew in Boston. Um, one of the ladies is is has uh, uh, MS, I believe, and um, she she's amazing. She's a CEO of her own company. Okay, she has MS. She's she's what would be called disabled, but again, we call them otherly abled, and and she's she's amazing. It's it's amazing what the human brain can do. Like I said, I had a I had a uh, a health issue, a health scare, um, not too long ago, a couple months ago. I had what's called encephalitis where my brain swelled, and um, it caused a stroke. But the thing I took away from that was, wow. I had that stroke where I literally could not talk or see or hear or walk. But my brain fixed itself. I still have some some minor things. It's, It's not, but some people... They die from strokes. This is called an ischemic stroke. So it wasn't a, <laughs> if you're going to have a stroke, you want the one I had, okay? <laughs> it's called ischemic, and, and, it, and it really left almost, uh, um, like, for people that aren't my family members, it left almost zero uh, traces. Um, but a couple people who are close with me family-wise have noticed. They said, yeah, you lost a little, but but nothing like some people just really like I said, it's just, I probably shouldn't joke about it, but if you're going to have a stroke, you want the one I had because it literally left almost no footprint. Um, but also, also I realized I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about how my brain was literally broke for, it was five days I was in the hospital. My brain was broken, but guess what? I, I started, it was almost the next day when I got out of the hospital that I started realizing, I I started realizing that I was getting things back, like like scary stuff, like remembering brothers. I'm uh, sorry, my sister and 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 my, my some of my family members, just little things like their birthday. I'm like I had it off by a few days, but <laughs> but when you think about how bad that could have been. Our brains are incredible machines, and I believe, I really do believe with um, mental health issues, with with um, people who have um, otherwise abled people, I really think that, that something happens, like like maybe maybe this is my theory. Here it is. Here's my theory. I got six minutes left. My theory is like this. When your brain is probably so much of our brain is geared towards just moving around, and feeling sensations, feeling the wind on your back, feeling things that are like the brain has to do, your brain has to process everything you see, do, touch, feel. Now, when it doesn't have to do all that, I think it reprograms itself like a computer. I think that it literally reprograms itself around your other issues and gives you a um, almost like a superpower with your brain. It's my theory. I, I really think and I and I see pe- I see people who who have who have known 
mental health issues. And um, that's a horrible stigma, too, because, I mean, they, you know, there's, there's so many stigmas, it's it's hard to deal with all of them. But, but let's just say, like, for instance, um, I know a lot of people with uh, mental health issues who are amazing at other stuff. And I guess you could, I guess you could hearken back to, to things like Rain Man, like literally Rain Man, look at like things, it's like, okay, so he had a useless talent of counting the, the toothpicks, the 256, I believe, that's what it was. <laughs> Somebody let me know if that's right or not. I believe, <laughs> I believe he said it was 255, and uh, Tom Cruise picked it up, said, ah, you're wrong, it's 256. And then they showed somebody with a toothpick in their mouth. So it was 255 toothpicks. He counted them in like two seconds. But my my grandfather, as I said earlier, my we called him Papa. He died so young. He was a war hero. He was um, almost shot down not too far from uh, on a uh, bombing raid of a factory that was um, right outside of um, uh, the um, uh, capital of Germany. Uh, I'm losing my mind, but it was he was um, almost shot down. And him and his group, uh, I don't remember the year, but but me and my sister Sherry had gathered a lot of stuff about him. And there's a museum over there in London where the uh, his group, his his flight group. By the way, by the way, two thirds of that group never came home. Two thirds of the group that he was in with the airplanes still over there in Germany somewhere they don't know so uh but there is a, a museum you can look up the British Air Museum I think it's called and you can see um you can look up my uh grandpa papa plant royal royal f plant and you can see his accomplishments and his wartime service but i think it was that kind of thing that kind of a the the kind of a dedication that uncle Gerard had from his dad um, it, it was uh, just incredible. So anyway, um, I think everybody gets a good feel for Uncle Gerard. I want to get some other people on here. I want to try to get my Aunt Therese on here and, and, and my sister Sherry and also a young lady who is the CEO of her company, and she's a quadri- I think quadriplegic, maybe paraplegic. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, she's in a wheelchair, but she's amazing. It's It's like I said, it's it's amazing what the human brain can do, what people can accomplish despite what other people would consider tragedies and horrible lifetime events can really turn into and become something that is in a way empowering. Um, I think it's our survival, our, 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 um, our desire, not our desire, our, our ingrown, our inborn um, zest for life that, that just keeps us going and it's like you see people i mean i mean i don't even want to mention but i mean you see you see somebody like oprah winfrey who was horribly treated as a child and and she didn't really never even talk about that but guess what i almost have a feeling like in my brain that the more you survive so it's not really a lot of huge talent that will make you wealthy, that will make you successful, not even wealthy. But it's something in our brains. Our survival instinct is incredible. Our brain is amazing. It it can heal itself and do things that 
nobody even i mean oh my goodness it's it's amazing so so anyway this goes out to all the people out there who are otherwise able and people with mental health disorders and we love we love you all i got 90 seconds left um come visit my site we're going to dedicate the whole thing to the mental health awareness as well as the um otherly abled people americans who are accomplishing great things and amazing things using tools and software and stuff to to better for their betterment and um come visit us here at this website and god bless you all and god bless america and god bless the Philippines. god bless all the people of the world the good people who do all the work the people who are hard workers and and people who are otherwise abled and people who have mental health disorders because guess what none of us there but for the grace of god go we there but for the grace of god go i so please remember that keep us in your prayers padre pio keep padre pio in your prayers he will help and guide us and help us heal and um once again god bless you all the people of the world i'm going to the philippines next month i can't wait i'm going to visit my family there and i'll probably try to do a broadcast from there as well all right guys i'm down to 11. god bless godspeed be strong be faithful be good people